This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Interesting. We were just talking about uh, the state of California might go all mask. The governor is considering a mask mandatory for the whole state. Um, uh, there are uh, towns in Arizona that through this whole thing, masks aren't required. Now they're going to be required. And for the crowd out there that refuses to wear masks or feel it's like some sort of a attempt by the governor, the government to control you, I don't know how that's going to go. We just got this text after we were talking about it. I would quit my job if a mask were required. Uh, rather than wear a mask, so mm. we'll see. All I think right. it's going to be become more common as we get further into the summer than it was two months ago when we were all scared. You know what? I'm just sick of just conflict. People yelling at each other and, and tweeting and the rest of it. I just have had enough. You know? How about a little agreement? I just, I just want to. I, I, I think the great question of history is what we're going to figure out because this is all new. Um, when people say, okay, that's enough, I can't take it, that's too much, do they just stop paying attention to stuff? And uh, the forces of evil roll over us, um, the extremists, or do we somehow get back some sense of normalcy? Yeah, interesting question. I guess we will uh, find out together. We will find out. We will find out together. Speaking of conflict and that sort of thing, you remember Gone with the Wind, removed from HBO Max or whatever that streaming service is, uh, because of its racist portrayal, blah, blah, blah. 
I'm increasingly thinking that was a publicity stunt. But variety. I've never seen Gone with the Wind, I don't think. I have never seen it end to end. I've seen chunks of it here and there. And I probably should. I didn't realize it's the biggest grossing movie of all time adjusted for inflation. Right. It's fine. It's fine. It had a couple of giant stars. It was an epic, the rest of it. But I haven't seen it. Uh, But variety, which is the Bible of Hollywood. Are there any car chases in Gone with the Wind? I don't believe so. I like a car chase. Carriage chase. Hmm. Uh, variety. Where was I? The Bible of Hollywood. <laughs> the Bible. Is that no? Not the not the literal Bible. It's the Bible of Hollywood. Is that with ten other problematic films that could use warning labels? Okay. Don't dare watch these films until we name them. Darn. Right. Stay with us. Uh, so we got a presidential <laughs> election coming up. Uh, interesting what, situation. Really? really? I hadn't heard. Where the guy running against Trump is leading in the polls without, uh, like, having press conferences, without going out and rallying, without really doing much. Um, uh, and there, there's there's some belief, I think it's absolutely true, that they feel like the less he has seen, the, the, the better for his candidacy. The, the Biden of 2000 probably could beat Donald Trump in the election. Can the Biden of 2020? And if people don't see him in their mind, they're thinking Joe Biden from years ago. But if they see him now, they think, oh, geez, he's not the Joe Biden I remember. Or if they hear him. Anyway, here's a little of him uh, coming out yesterday to speak to the world. America needs a president who will do the work. I'm ready on day one after more than three years in office. Why isn't Donald Trump ready? Mr. President. Wake up. Get to work. There's so much more to be done. Thank you. Holy cow. What's the visual on that, Sean? Have you seen it? Uh, Well, he kind of holds... So he finishes... I I don't think it can be overstated that that was the end of the speech, right? It's supposed to be very clear when you're done, and then if you're speaking in front of a friendly crowd, they kind of clap. But he kind of petered off there... Yeah, thank you. As he lifted up his, his notes and kind of signaled to the crowd, well, yeah, that's it, and started walking away, and then kind of a slow clap started coming from the crowd. Like, I'm just glad to hear he could lift his notes, because it sounded like, you know, he was too weak to actually yeah. get them airborne. Yeah, nobody else could figure out that that was the end of the speech either until he was leaving the podium. Well, I didn't, oh, hear, a, I didn't hear a goose, so that's a good, that's a step forward. <laughs> you know what? They are winnowing, they're, they're, they're yeah. Exactly. They're sharpening their game. <laughs> I, I mentioned this earlier this morning. We, and just I particularly, this. we particularly like this little ending part. That we Wake important. up. Thank you. Thank you. That is the weakest thank you I've ever heard. I am serious. I hear that and I have this animal reaction that that is one of my species about to die. I, I have concern. I, I think, oh, he does not sound good. Probably ought to gather the family. I'm serious. He sounds terrible. I heard a different part of the speech on NPR. Obviously, they weren't going to highlight that. But I heard a different part of the speech on NPR, and um, uh, I thought he must have a cold or something because he sounds ill. Mm. He sounds sick. Like his voice is a little more, a little rougher, a little more air than usual. Now there was talk earlier of a previous political thank you that had current that had oh, yes. up until that time held the the the, the belt for weakest thank you. <laughs> um, do we want to compare and sure. contrast yeah, these now? Sure. Joe's with us today. Joe, where are you? Where is Joe? Is Joe here with us today? Joe, I thought you were here today. 
All right. Well, you're all Joe the Plumber, so all of you stand up and say, I thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. That, that went poorly. <laughs> that was more... That was more emotional death than physical. <laughs> oh, you think he, he was McCain still, was embarrassed and pissed off at his staffers? Or just realized, I'm not going to win. I'm I'm not going to be president. That's what that thank you was. <laughs> okay. That was an that emotional was thing. Yeah, yeah. Physically, he still, you know. Right. He was uh, That was the enough. will to live as opposed to his life force, which is Biden's <laughs> issue. Wake up. That was the election can't get here soon enough. Well, listen. That's what that was. There's a lot of political speech that's crap, and it, it appeals to the emotions, and it's it's nonsense. It, I'm much more into policy than falling in love with a candidate. On the other hand. And stylistic uh, flourishes. Right, yeah. On the other hand. If Joe Biden had said those same words in a voice that suggested, I'm not going to be dead tomorrow, in a voice that suggested, I have energy, I'm intent, I'm serious about this stuff. Mr. President, after three years, you're still not ready. There's work to be done. Get to work. Thank you. We've, thanks, everybody. Thank you. But no, he sounded like he's dying. Wake up. Thank you. The only thing I can think is it, the only thing that would explain it would be, if you're right, that the, the, their, their feeling is we need to be really calm and steady as uh, just the, the polar opposite of of f- frenetic craziness. We can bore the electorate in our way to the White House. Uh, or, but, and, and maybe he just overdid it. Or, 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 or if you're right about he, he was sick, he had a throat thing going, and he was going for quiet, and it just choked off completely. You know, sometimes you're worn out. We, uh, we, did, a, we did an ad or something a couple months back. And then Hanson, our executive producer, brought it to us and said, I didn't air this. Do you want to take a look at this? And then he played it back for us, and it was really low energy. It was like, I don't know if we were both tired or distracted or whatever, but it was like, yeah, come to Jones, Plymouth, or whatever it was. And, I was just, and, and so, you know, maybe he just, I wouldn't buy a Plymouth from Jones with your money. <laughs> maybe he was just in one of those moods, but... Because it can happen to anybody. And we're, we're robust as can be. I can lift oh, 100 pounds clear over my head. Please. Um... Not even break a sweat. Uh, yeah, but that's 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 troubling. Yeah, it's troubling. I, I'm telling you what, if I'm the Trump campaign, I'm getting hold of that man. I'm running that all over and over again. And we mock regularly the whole idea of veep stakes, which is always overblown. Who gets chosen to be the vice president? I mean, who freaking cares? And then it has almost no effect on anybody's. Nobody's Nobody. seen a three point bump in his home state of New Hampshire. I've never known a single person that votes for the president based on who their vice presidential choice. This was. could be the exception. This though. could be the exception if you think one, there's no way he does two terms. And two, I, I don't think he can last four years. His personal physician has declared him ofitig, one foot in the grave. Mm. I don't. Well, want to yeah, get... yeah. The veep matters. Are you kidding? He does not sound like a man who will be alive in four years. I don't want to get too dark, but if me neither, it's too if, dark. If that's right. if that's Grandpa saying, "I'll be at your graduation in the spring," mm-hmm. and he sounds like that, you yeah. think I hope so? Right. Right. Yeah. That's not dark. That's just human concern. Yeah, wake up. Uh, thank you. Wake up. Thank you. <laughs> I'm telling you, that has an emotional reaction. It causes it causes me to think. Oh, he's he's oh boy. Lacks a little pizzazz. <laughs> <I'd> say. <laughs> so you sh- you sh- you can't watch Gone with the Wind. 
on one streaming service that I think was going for a publicity. And I think it's back up now with the disclaimer attached. Oh, that's right. Thank God. Yeah, slaves aren't actually happy being slaves. Thank you for watching. Hey, honey, did you hear about this? (laughs) Turns out they're unhappy. Oh, boy. Ten other problematic films that could use a warning label. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. I'm the scared of the virus guy now. I am just, I, I think, uh, looking at this, Florida has all the markings to become next coronavirus epicenter. What's going on in Arizona? Just, uh, I'm worried you know, about it. I've heard so many predictions, you know, of, oh, it'll wait till uh, two weeks from now. Um, and often it doesn't happen. Sometimes it does. Yes, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I'd, I want to be wrong deeply. Hmm. Oh, so uh, uh, here's your headline. Uh, Judge rules in favor of squatter illegally occupying house. If you'd like your head to explode, stay tuned for that story. Oh, boy. The more laws, the less justice. You know who said that? Do you? Tell me, because I don't remember. John Wayne? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) John Wayne or Mark Twain or Lil Wayne. uh, Bruce Wayne, I can't remember. (laughs) Alex Baldwin. Ah, uh, so it may have been Plato. So Matt, go, go, and one hmm? more headline we haven't mentioned <laughs> yes. in a while. That uh, here's one more headline, folks. Marcus Cicero. Marcus Cicero. Oh, Cicero. 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 That's the one. Right. Yeah. It's double C's. Wow, that, I was confused. That goes back to Cicero. Yeah. The more laws, the less justice. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, the government governs and, best, which governs least. And Thomas would, Jefferson. They wouldn't have had two percent of the laws we have in modern society. Right. Um. Cop that shot the dude in the back in Atlanta in the parking lot at the Wendy's. Eleven counts could face the death penalty in the charges yesterday. So that's where that is. Yep. Uh, I maintain they're overcharging him to keep uh, calm in the streets, relative calm. And you will see some of those charges fall away in the coming weeks. But we'll we'll find out. So this uh, the folks at Variety are writing about uh, Gone with the Wind getting yanked from the HBO service, so you would hear that the HBO service exists, in my opinion. And they go into other films that uh, are uh, racist, of course, Birth of a Nation, <clears throat> Song of the South, but the range of problematic films is wide, including Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mickey Rooney's stereotyped role as a Japanese man is appalling. They're right. West Side Story, Puerto Ricans are almost only shown as gang members. Now, Birth of a Nation, there's nobody that doesn't watch that at this point is like and is just a drama. A historical artifice, right? It's a, it's a, it's something you're it's a look at a different time. Right, and, and racism. In the same way uh you watch uh what's the, the Lenny Riefenstahl movie about Hitler's rise? Um Triumph of the Will. I mean, you don't watch that thinking, hey, I heard it's a documentary about Germany. No, everybody knows what it is. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. Uh, moving along, uh, the 1975... Now, you've seen Breakfast at Tiffany's and Mickey Rooney's... Uh, yes. Yeah. It's terrible. It's pretty over the top. Yeah. But so, what, but what are they claiming? It should come with... Because that's a great movie, Breakfast at Tiffany's. I like watching the Westerns from like the uh, 40s, 50s, 60s, where all the Indians were just Italian guys. Who are somewhat olive skinned. But are they talking about pulling breakfast with Tiffany's? Well, no. Or just problematic. 
Okay, but what do you? Okay, but what and how about you? If you're going to start putting disclaimers on Gone with the Wind, here's some other movies that might deserve disclaimers. But as what, the premise. Exactly. what would the disclaimer say? Mickey Rooney has a crazy racist uh, role as a Japanese guy. And we don't approve. And it sucks. Here's the movie. Right. Okay. How about 1975 slave owner drama Mandingo? Jaw-dropping and apparently aimed at a KKK demographic, writes Variety.com. Uh, let's see. But those are not even the ten films that need to be presented with disclaimers and discussions before and after a screening. Oh, that's going to make movie watching fun. Yeah, won't it? Uh, and and many of these movies are completely iconic. 1971's Dirty Harry. I've seen it multiple times, but I don't remember. Started a craze for movies about maverick cops who get the job done followed by their following their instincts oh. rather than the law. Oh, they say it's a problem from a cop standpoint. The cop film mocks rolled. liberal judges and do-gooders, and the villain claims police brutality, planting the seed that other such charges are fake moves to get sympathy. Yeah, it's interesting. Those movies, those Dirty Harry movies, and uh, what was the Charles Bronson version? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, he was always taking right vengeance up. on something. Somebody right. murdered his daughter, and then he right. was going out. Um, yeah. Anyway, th- those were very popular when crime was at its height in America. Yeah, when crime was out of control in big cities, those movies were popular. Yeah, it gave people a sense of control. Will we uh, have that disclaimer before the movie? Liberal policies led to an enormous explosion in crime. People were scared, legitimately, and so fantasies about you know. Vigilantes who are popular. No, you're not going to hear that. Forrest Gump. The film is condescending to anyone with a disability, Vietnam vets, and people with AIDS, among others. All right, that's dumb all the way around. It's actually hostile to protesters, activists, and counterculture, and the lovable title character's name is, full name, Nathan Bedford Forrest, named after his grandfather, first Grand Wizard of the Klan. How do you like that? Also a... Confederate general. Yes. Um. Uh, that one is stupid. That one is that. The other ones. Uh, okay. That one's just stupid. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. The exotic villains are portrayed as primitive and bloodthirsty foreigners, resulting in negative and stereotypical depictions of India and of Hindu customs. Are, is this serious list or is this oh, a it's mockery? Dead serious. You can't tell. No, it's I more can't. your white privilege. Once upon a time in Hollywood, controversial depiction of. Of Bruce Lee. Black people seem non-existent. The Mexicans, as they're called, are car valets or waitresses. And Charles Manson's white supremacist agenda is ignored. Because he was completely psychotic. It's also not a factual movie. Well, but it's problematic. The Searchers. John Wayne plays a Civil War veteran on the Confederate side. Who goes on a five-year search for his niece who is kidnapped by the Comanches. Wayne's character is an unapologetic racist who sees all Native Americans as less than human, etc., etc. Right. The Silence of the Lambs. If we go down this road, we will eliminate a great portion of books and movies that are part of uh, the greatest stuff ever made. The problem with The Silence of the Lambs, Clarice, is that it depicts the criminal's transgender identification as part of his mental illness. Right. Shows him putting on women's makeup, tucking his jet, male jet away. I wish I could tuck mine away. <laughs> they never do me any good. Nothing but trouble. He plays with his poodle and dances with himself. Hey, problematic. We need a disclaimer. Oh, uh, we got more of these. They may be your favorite movies. Stupid. Armstrong and Getty. 
Fox has broken her Twitter silence. She's created a new public Twitter account to comment on racial injustice. We'll be monitoring your Twitter account all day long to see what the young actress, the 20-something actress, has to say. There is not a microscope on Earth powerful enough to find my give-a-damn. I know. It's something. It's something. It's something that they announce it with the assumption that a lot of people care, and then the news media repeats it as if there are a lot of people that care. Mm. I find that uh, interesting. Well, Jackie takes all kinds. Sure. Does it take all kinds? I find myself wondering this. It probably takes several kinds to keep the world turning. It doesn't take all kinds. Mm. There are several kinds I think ought to go. Oh, and I'd want to tease this. Albuquerque. What? How and I mean personalities, obviously, not, you know. How, how the town of Albuquerque, New Mexico's largest city, is uh, dealing with calls to defund the police. Pretty good idea that I could easily see becoming the model uh, in a lot of places around America. Talk about that coming Albuquerque, up. Albuquerque, famously liberal. Everybody Jack. knows as Albuquerque goes, so does the rest of the country. What? It's very common. What? A Colorado Springs man who lived in a dead woman's house and used her car for months after she passed away is causing more trouble for the victim's family. The man by the name of Jack Cole, there's a series of reports looking into alleged squatting cases in Colorado this news station is, uh, is, is doing. More than two years after Cole was evicted by the courts, he's filed a lawsuit against the dead woman's family for more than a quarter of a million dollars. In a bombshell discovery, News 5 has learned an El Paso County judge has ruled in his favor. There is a twist, so don't let your head explode yet, but... <clears throat> How, so he heard the woman died and then went into her house? Is that what happened? Or she died while yes, he was there? No, okay. it, no, it explains that uh, okay. in, in a little bit. Right. But uh, she passed and a bunch of squatters took over her house somehow. Um, a Cole is cer- currently serving time behind bars at the Crowley County Correctional Facility on an unrelated sexual assault case. Even though he's locked up, that hasn't stopped him from filing numerous lawsuits, including one against the Clark family for more than $400,000. In a jaw-dropping decision, a judge ruled in his favor. However, this news station did an investigation review of the court records. Um, it shows that Cole won his case by falsifying records records that look really legitimate. They fooled the court, and it'll probably get reversed. But those familiar with Cole say he's the type of criminal who just won't go away. He's a liar, and we have to live through this, said one of his victims. It's just not right. Um, so she lost her daughter... In October 2017, the woman passed away. If the loss of a loved one wasn't enough grief, she met with a surprise when she went to Wendy's Colorado Springs home to gather her belongings. Jerry said there were random people living inside whom she had never met for months. Listen to this now. It's your family's property. Your family member passes away. You show up. Somebody's invaded that home. I would assume I call the cops and they're out in uh, 15 minutes. For months, Jerry fought with the court system to get the squatters out. All while this Cole character and his friends taunted the family. At Christmas time, they even put up her decorations. Talking about pain. Wow. Finally, in 2018, so it took about a year. It would be uh, very tempting to try to find a certain crowd of people (laughs) that for cash would get those people out of there. Yes. Yes, extremely tempting. The only thing that would stop you from doing it is realizing how twisted our court system and laws have become. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. And you'd think, I can't even ask him to leave, much less, you know, something more extreme. So the next year, they finally ordered the squatters to leave. Possession of the home was returned to Wendy's family. Of course, it was destroyed by the squatters. 
What? Um, it's pathetic, Jerry said. Absolutely pathetic. We told the police we needed help. Nobody could help us because it was a civil case. They couldn't do anything. What is wrong with our system? God dang it. How is occupying property a civil case? If something like that ever happened in your life and you were dealing with it all the time, obviously alongside the rest of your life, job, kids, health, everything else, you're dealing with this all the time. God dang it, that would be maddening. This News 5, by the way, good for them. They did multiple stories on alleged squatting situations, eventually forced lawmakers to pass legislation expediting court proceedings to get unauthorized occupants out of homes. Um, um, most, most of what I know about this is the same as a lot of people, is that movie Pacific Heights with Michael Keaton when they couldn't get him out of that uh, that house in San Francisco. Yeah, yep. And uh, the law kept saying, well, nothing we can do about it. Fast forward to today, Wendy's family is dealing with another nightmare in the form of a lawsuit. Um, Wendy's sister, the deceased woman's sister, is one of three defendants this coal guy is suing, seeking more than $400,000 in damages. And so you've got to defend against the lawsuit, which means you've got to hire a lawyer and spend all sorts of money and time. He's a longtime convicted felon, does not have legal counsel, but that didn't prevent him from winning his case. Again, that's probably going to get overturned, but um, can you imagine? I went to get my mail and had a letter from the El Paso County Court that there was a default judgment entered against me. I had no idea there was a lawsuit I was involved in. I never got served paperwork, so I had no knowledge this was happening whatsoever. She just got hit with the judgment by the county. Unfreaking believable. You know, life, liberty, and property is uh, are the sacred uh, rights that this country was founded on. The founding fathers changed the phrase property to pursuit of happiness. But what they meant, and, and read um, read any one of uh, Tim Sandifer's great books, The Right to Earn a Living, for instance, um, the pursuit of happiness was a phrase that meant the pursuit of economic achievement making money, getting property, etc. They thought property was a little narrow because, you know, you have a right, for instance, to sell. If you have a horse, you have the right to sell the horse to somebody who has money. And so life, liberty, and property are the founding principles. And the idea that you could find scumbags occupying your house and they wouldn't be dragged out of there two hours later just absolutely disgusts me. You hate to be disgusted. Um, we need transition music, Michael. Come on, what are you doing in there? <laughs> wow! Can't you? Did we gotta beg you for it. Where'd that come from? <laughs> well, I keep yelling at Michael, but I'm in a cheery mood now. Come on, sing it with me. <laughs> I like this part. Just when you get used to the whoa, 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 he goes, nah, nah, nah. So there's uh, a lot of people saying defund the police doesn't mean getting rid of the police. And then sometimes you ask other people and they say, that's exactly what we mean. Um, uh, There's a funny clip I saw. Jeez, I should have figured out where it was. Katie Turr on on MSNBC interviewing somebody somewhere uh, about the whole defund the police thing. This was last week. And she said, let's just, for the record, get it out there. When, When people are talking about defund the police, you don't mean getting rid of the police. And he said... Well, that's exactly what I mean. And she was, uh, der. Um, nice. Well, that's that's a lot like Black Lives Matter. People are in support of the phrase, and some people think they're in support 
of the organization, but have no idea the the full panoply of what the organization wants. And the, if they knew that, they'd be against it, but they'd still be up with the sentiment, or I'm sorry, down with the sentiment, as the kids say. And it's become a take us seriously, not literally thing, which is kind of funny, obviously, since that's what the uh, Trump crowd says about Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the people don't mean we don't mean defund the police because if you poll cutting money to police departments, fifteen percent approval. Defund the police does better because there's a certain crowd that doesn't actually mean defund the police. They just mean, you know, fix the police department. Sure. Fix policing in America. That's Please what people do. mean by that. Say most Americans and most cops. Yeah. And this is what they're doing in Albuquerque, and I have a feeling this is going to become popular a lot of places and different versions of it. Calls to defund the police are being heard in New Mexico's largest city of Albuquerque, where the mayor, Tim Keller, announced plans to create a first-of-its-kind unarmed public safety force. The Albuquerque Community Safety Department will serve alongside the Albuquerque Police Department, but be made up of unarmed social workers who are trained in dealing with homelessness, mental health, nonviolent emergencies, which is something the police all over the country have been asking for right. for a long time. Yeah. Well, let's try it. The new force will give dispatchers a third option besides police or firefighters to de-escalate certain situations. You send... Somebody who's an expert in mental health and homelessness to go over and deal with that situation over there. Sure. Not cops or firefighters who aren't trained to deal with either one of those things. You just blast them with a hose, right? <laughs> if you're a firefighter. Why do you have your axe out? Why are you knocking down my tent? Well, I'm a firefighter. I don't. What am I supposed to do? I would, I've always thought it funny that they have to throw on their full gear on calls. Yeah. Including medical calls. What if, in case there's a spontaneous combustion or something? Which, based on our writing with various fire departments, there's way more of that than there is going to a fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, really, firemen or firefighters is, I mean, they do that, certainly, but that's not most of what they do. Funding for the new department would come from shifting resources away from five other departments, including the police, fire, and transit departments. So you'd be, in effect, defunding police, fire, and transit departments. To have some money to spend on these other things, if we can be grown-ups and talk about it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there you go. I think that will catch on all across the country, and I think, well, like I've said several times over the last couple of weeks, some people see this as conservatives getting things done that they wanted to get done with AOC leading the way, or other uh, lefties. Right, right. It, uh, politics is so odd, because the sadist uh, psycho kneeling on poor George Floyd's neck... Um, has nothing to do with police responding to mental health calls or any of the other with, things. Does anything to do with chokeholds? Right, right. Um, doesn't have anything to do with a lot of the things, but right. It, it has to do with getting psychos off police forces. Um, but it's led to a lot more. We do it all the time. We pass gun laws or various rules uh, uh, after a school shooting that would have not affected that particular shooting. Yeah, feels like we're doing something. People don't want to feel powerless. And another thing I was going to bring up. What would Joe Biden say at this moment? That's what I'm wondering. Wake up. Wake up. Thank you. Thank you. Holy cow. Somebody check on him. You're welcome. So send the firefighters to Joe Biden's house. I think he's dying. Mm. They ought to call firefighters first aiders. I wonder if it just um, doesn't get, get you as much support politically. Well, I think there have always been firefighters. Their duties have grown through the years. I mean, back in the day, if you were sick, you'd call your doctor, he'd come to your house. 
Now you call the fire department. That would have been something. Oh, yeah, good times. I would have liked that. Yeah, heck yeah. I like my doctor, too. He's a good guy. The most popular article in the New York Times. I regularly check that column, most popular articles. These are the ones people are reading and tweeting around the most. Uh, number one right now is one I talked about yesterday. Flushing the toilet flings corona aerosol all over the place. No. Burr. You're shedding the virus? Oh, I thought you were going to say a different word. Yes, I know what I'm doing You're listening there. on AM radio and went under a bridge and things got a little fuzzy. That was... Again, that word was... Uh, uh, what you call the... Shedding. The soft E. Shedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You're shedding the virus when you do your thing in the bathroom, and then when you flush the toilet, it sends the germs up in the air, and that's a pretty bad way to spread like the virus. Like they just don't care. So uh, public restrooms, that's where I should throw my mask on before I go in the restroom over here where there's a bunch of people, been people in there standing there breathing, flushing toilets, etc. That's probably, not probably, guaranteed that's the most dangerous place in this building. Is that this sick enough? I'm going to start going in the woods like a bear. This seems like a sensible precaution. There's a bear shed in the woods? Oh. Mm. No, I see. <laughs> sweat again. <clears throat> I, I don't know that much about bear epidemiology. But well, thank you for asking. That's the question. Um, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. What do we want to talk about coming up? You know, we could get into the gay and transgender ruling the Supreme Court just unleashed. Yeah, there are a I'm... lot of folks who, with all due love and respect for Neil Gorsuch, are saying, boy, he got this one totally wrong. And it, and it's not just, I'm against that, I think he's wrong, but his reasoning doesn't hold water. Yeah, I've I've read, read a couple of columns on that. People saying that's a major deal, and I guess I just don't get it. Well, maybe I'll get it more when Joe, who almost went to law school... No, came super close. ...explains it to us coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, I have read a couple of articles, seen some people say that ruling, the Supreme Court ruling uh, the other day, rulings, there were a number of them, uh, the gun stuff was a big deal that they chose not to take up, and then this... Um, well, the, the immunity, the uh, conditional, right? what is it, uh, conditional immunity? Qualified. Is, qualified immunity, that's it, yeah. Didn't take did that an up. interview on that, you'd think I could remember. But then the whole mm-hmm. gay transgender stuff, I guess I didn't fully appreciate what a big deal this was. Yeah, essentially, I mean, really, really, really boil down. You can't be fired because you're gay or transgender. Transgender. And Neil Gorsuch uh, surprised a lot of people by uh, writing, not only agreeing with the liberals on the bench, but writing the decision. I didn't know you could fire somebody prior to that for being gay or transgender. Yeah, and, you know, putting aside that basic question, a lot of people are really critical of Gorsuch's uh, logic in the decision. And I'm going to have to rush a little bit on this. Um, Title VII was passed a number of years ago. It's been interpreted by the courts. It's you, you can't discriminate against people for several reasons: race, religion, and sex. And and Gorsuch is arguing that because sexual orientation and identity is tied up in sex, that 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 counts. And uh, this uh, this was written by Ryan Anderson Guest, who's a uh, constitutional lawyer and wrote a friend of the court brief on this case and everything else. And uh, I found this really compelling stuff. But 
Um, Gorsuch argues that whenever sex is a but-for cause of negative employment decisions, sex discrimination has occurred. He writes, if the employer intentionally relies in part on an individual employee's sex when deciding to discharge the employee, or if changing, to put it differently, if changing the employee's sex would have yielded a different choice by the employer, a statutory violation has occurred. Um, One example was... Sean is allowed to date chicks. Nice. <laughs> Perhaps not able, but allowed. Hey. If you change Sean's sex to woman, a woman is not allowed to date chicks, which is the same thing because we don't have no lesbians around here. We actually do, and nobody cares, but um, that's, that's what Gorsuch is saying. Okay. If you change the sex, and the same activity is okay. Another Gorsuch example. Take an employer who fires a transgender person who was identified as male at birth, but who now identifies as female. If the employer retains an otherwise identical employee who was identified as female at birth, the employer intentionally penalizes a person identified as male at birth for traits or actions that it tolerates in an employee identified as a female at birth. So somebody acting like a female is fine if it's a female, but not if it's a male. That's sex discrimination. But under the Gorsuch test... What is acting like a female? You know what I mean. Dressing. Moody. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what? Um, <laughs> anything else you want to say out there on your island? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, down in the hole! Here's a newer, better shovel! Uh, what Ryan Guest uh, goes on to write is, uh, under the Gorsuch test, if changing the plaintiff's sex would change the outcome, sex discrimination is taking place. Suppose a female lifeguard is fired because she wears a swimsuit bottom but not a top. No doubt changing the employee's sex would have yielded a different choice by the employer. True. Uh, That male and female bodies differ and thus require different swimsuits to prevent exposure doesn't amount to discrimination unless one embraces a simplistic theory. Uh, And, of course, nothing hinges on whether this lifeguard currently identifies as a man or a woman. Consider another example. Suppose a male employee at a fitness center repeatedly goes into the women's locker room and is fired. Now, it's true that changing the employee's sex would have yielded a different choice. That's a quote from Gorsuch. But the negative treatment the employee faced was not sex discrimination, providing the employer imposed no double standard for men and women because each are prevented from entering the opposite sex's private space. Um, And yet, with Gorsuch's opinion, the Supreme Court has embraced a theory of sex discrimination that prevents employers and schools from keeping males out of female-only spaces. Hmm. Uh, Or either that, or it believes only males with transgender status have the privilege of entering female-only spaces. And Gorsuch's theory does not test for sex discrimination. Essentially, it's too simplistic. It doesn't... It doesn't account for this is negative. This is a double standard. This hurts you because it's a double standard. It's just the existence of the double standard alone is is evidence that, that it's wrong. And I'm having to cut this short because we're out of time. But I agree. I think this is... This is wacky and is going to lead to some some rough stuff and may may probably be overturned. Armstrong and Getty. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.